Welcome. To Arcade Audio. This week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. Sitting next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. Help, we need to find our Balrog. I don't even know what to say to that. Just a fact, we need help. There's a hidden Balrog in my house. The Street Fighter character, not the uh, Lord monster of the Rings from character. the Lord of the Rings. Or some weird animal we just decided to name Balrog. We should name our dog Balrog. We should name our daughter Balrog. I'm like, she has a name. <laughs> our dog that we will get because Jillian likes dogs, which we found out this weekend when she tried to pet some puppies. She doesn't like hats, though. She hates hats. She is little baby Groot. We, um, if you're new to the show, we're married and we have a baby and uh, we watch movies from our extensive movie collection that we have upstairs. And we talk about our lives, and we make it kind of relevant, because that's what we do. And uh, this weekend, we went to an Oktoberfest party, because it is October. Hashtag Halloween Creep 2K17. I think I used that correctly, so I'm extremely proud of myself, because that never happens. You're doing good. And uh, one of our friends, I don't know if he's a friend of the show, but he's one of our friends in real life, so we'll say it's kind of similar. Was wearing an Oktoberfest lederhosen hat. Man, motherfucker, that was like an old school Peter Pan hat is what that was. <laughs> that wasn't no goddamn Oktoberfest hat. It was definitely like a Peter Pan. Slash C- Lord Mayor Croupier's hat. <laughs> it was like Oktoberfest. And uh, Jillian hated it. She looked at him and stared at him for a good 30, 45 seconds. And then just broke down into You weren't tears. holding her. I was not holding her. When she first saw this fucking hat. What happened when she saw She the hat? was trembling. She started shaking. You, you might as well have thought that, like, she saw, like, the Ball gates rock. of the hell opened. Yeah. And Balrog come out. Like, she was trembling. She's like, get that fucking hat away from me, is and what it was. And she just started crying. And it didn't matter who put the hat on. No. Jillian has a very sweet personality when she's around other people who aren't Including this person where, like, normally, like, she loves this guy that wears the hat. Like, she always, like, smiling at him. Nick. And, like, Nick is his name. We can say yeah. Nick. I mean, he's... Like, she's always, like, laughing and smiling, and now it's just like, nope, he's persona non grata now because yep. of this fucking and dumbass hat. he kept trying to put the hat on other people and make Jillian hate them, and he put it on Chris? Mullet? I don't know what to call you on this podcast. It's kind of weird. Um, and... She was hysterical. Yep. She was crying. Which we found out, like, the previous week, we were at Target, and we were doing, like, going Halloween through the Halloween shopping. section. And I just kept putting masks on. I'm like, hey, Julie, look. And she was just like, she was nope. not having it. That's not my dad. That's the Hulk. <laughs> and that's fucking terrifying. Like, any mask I we're put on. We're totally going to give her a complex about hats and masks and 
dressing up. She's going to hate Halloween. Well, I was never... I know it's sacrilege. Hashtag Halloween Creep 2K17. I was never a big Halloween guy, too. Like, I can just go buy a bag of candy anytime I want and fucking dress up like a dumbass. Which we've done both of those things on yeah. many occasions. So you Not know, mutually exclusive, though. Yeah. So, I mean, it's... If you're in it, cool. It's just not. It's, it hasn't been my bag, man. You know. Well, because you're not really scared of anything. So. True, true. Which um, also fits into today's theme. Kind of today's podcast, and also last week's festivities. I I originally was intending on uh, what I'm about to discuss, and it's also gonna be very brief. And we still might do it to be a Patreon exclusive, Patreon.com/slash/ArcadeAudio to support the uh, the podcast. You get bonus content there, like Cops and Throbbers, which is uh, on there right now. You can uh, take a listen. But um friend of the show, Steve Real, and I went to Halloween Horror Nights last week um, and did the damn thing. Had one hell of an evening. I'm still recouping. I, you have not known how much 30 changes you until it takes you five days to recover from going around a theme park. That's it. Oh, Didn't man. even drink that much. Just did a lot of walking and a lot of scared. I ran into a chair and I got my <laughs> a bruise under my nail. Uh, you don't know how much thirty changes you. We're so old. That's gonna be our new uh, interactive segment. How how was thirty changed you this week? Yeah, I this week I went through seven horror house, seven uh, haunted houses, and I haven't pooped right since. <laughs> That's and actually. A very accurate statement. Yeah. People are going to think that yeah. it's because you were scared. And uh, since you've been 30, uh, what you found out has been hard being 30 this past week is that um, your toe can turn a color you didn't know existed. We're it's old. just never happened before. I know. Uh, it is October 16th. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah okay. Today's the 16th. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, we watched uh, today's movie on Friday the 13th. So it was also days behind. You know, the days of us watching a movie and recording right away are, um, what's the word? Uh, probably done? <laughs> Over? No, I mean, it could happen if we start early, like 9 a.m. and record at 9 p.m. Oh, because it takes us that long sometimes to watch movies? Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Because we have an infant. We do. Who's thankfully asleep, because that's normally how... We have to record is because she will just be screaming and moving and wanting to and be on the show, touching and laughing and and belching and. But she's a love. Oh, she's great. <laughs> I didn't say I meant to say it's sweet, but I was like, yeah, you know, kids, you know. My how thirties changed you. Look, all right. So, uh, long story short, hopefully you'll hear a, a comprehensive. Halloween Horror Nights uh, recap and on it, the Patreon site. And it, Steve and, and it I had a lot of hot in, takes. And it ties in very well to what we do here because they had a lot of movie-themed houses. They had uh, The it, Shining. They had The Purge and City. Like the whole Bloom Production mm-hmm. house. So I think it ties in well sure. with our podcast. Yeah, yeah, we'll hopefully have it up soon. Also, Steve and I, this weekend, were intending to try and watch a movie that was out in theaters that we've been trying to watch, and we just didn't have time because, again, babies. So hopefully that'll be coming up very, very soon. You could take the babies to see it. I'm sure it won't scar I'm not them. It. Alien oh. Covenant. Either one. Um, I don't know. As soon as we're going to be ready to sit down and watch it, it's not going to be fucking available on the goddamn fucking stream, and I'm going to be fucking pissed. 
Um, Welcome to our lives. Exactly. What else? Anything else for the week before we get into the podcast? Uh, no, I think we could get in it. Cool. Let's do it. Let's do this thing. So we watched, uh, as you can tell from the title of this show, we watched A Clockwork Orange. I, I drew this out of the out of the box. and did. Did we already say how this works? You did, yeah. We either, well, I'll go elaborate. We either randomly draw movies out of our box or we nominate them back and forth. Like next week's Halloween episode of Get Out that you nominated uh, will be our like, woo, scary movie. This is like a, a buffer. Like a, this um, is a, a, a psychological a thriller. Yes. More so, I think. And, and I think that's a big part of, of terror and horror. Yeah. And, I, and we'll get into that. Sure. Go ahead, read the box for us. So it's science mind. fiction, really. Uh, Stanley Kubrick's A Clockwork Orange. A brilliant a tour de force of extraordinary images, music, words, and feelings, says Vincent Canby of the New York Times. Okay. Stomping, whooping, stealing, singing, tap dancing, violating. Derby-topped hooligan Alex, played by Malcolm McDowell, has a good time at the tragic expense of others. His journey from a moral punk to brainwashed proper citizen and back again forms the dynamic arc of Stanley Kubrick's future shock vision of Anthony Burgess's novel. Controversial when first released, A Clockwork Orange won a New York Film Critics Best Picture and Director's Awards and earned four Oscar nominations, including Best Picture. Uh, Its power still entices, shocks, and holds us in its grasp. Um, This is... I feel everybody watches this movie at, like, the same... When when was the first time you watched this movie? Um... I know you said you watched it with your mom. Yeah, I watched it. And she likes this movie. My my mom uh, mom appreciates this movie. And I know I use that word a lot on this podcast. My mom hates this movie. Well. But she appreciates it. And we talked about this when I told her we were watching it. It's a very difficult movie to digest. Yes. And, uh, yeah. It's never going to get easier. It's never going to get easier, no. And I think at certain times, it's a little more relevant. It's a little more... Well, now, yeah. Yeah, it makes it a little more... Uh, yeah, this... Yeah, like, watching it... Watching it this past week, I was like, man, it, it, never have I felt... This is maybe, like, the, only the third or fourth time I watch it. Because it's not a kind of thing where it's like, all right, let's have a fun evening. Let's put on Clockwork Orange, huh? Yeah, yeah. You know, like, you have, to, you have to, like, psych yourself up and, and, like, seek out wanting to watch it. Yeah, you have um, to be... But tonight Steal was yourself tonight was the fir- uh, or Friday was the first time when I watched. It, I was like, "Holy fuck! This is like it doesn't feel far off yeah. from just the world." Yeah, um, I mean, it was. It's a very good future world, um, and I mean that in a way that we've watched the movies on the show. We've talked about them and referenced that. They show the future, and it has, like, hoverboards and flying cars, which we don't have now, but that was supposed to be 30 years in mm-hmm. the future, you but know? But we unfortunately and do have awful fucking... Hooligans. Hooligans and, and rapists rapist. and mm-hmm. an awful, amoral fucking people. And at that same token, we have really shitty people trying to fix the situation, and it just not being what needs to happen. Yeah, I think this is going to be a little more... More yeah, of a political really, really commentary podcast and what we normally do. We'd normally try to steer away from that because uh, it can get very heated. Well, it's hard not to discuss this movie while getting into 
why things happen and what the meaning is behind them and themes and stuff. So, you know, it's going to it's gonna dip its toe into that, but if we can try to steer away from it, I think it's going to yield a better podcast. Um, well, yeah, of course it's going to yield a better podcast, but I think we would be doing a disservice, a disservice. Sure, sure, sure. to the movie, to the fans, to ourselves if we don't... No, no, Talk we'll, about it properly. We'll get it. We'll get all of it. We'll get all of it. Um, I, what I was leading up to when we I initiated this was um, I saw this when I was sixteen years old. Um, me and Andrew Zangry rented this from Blockbuster because he worked at Blockbuster, so we could rent this. Um, not the, that's like not the reason he got the job. I'm gonna get a job at Blockbuster, so we can rent Thumb Clock or Orange. No. Um, what creepers you guys were? <laughs> no, it's just we both were. You know, watching AFI specials and. Learning about movies and, like, hearing things and, like, seeing clips of it and hearing people talk about it, it, it became, like, you know, almost like a rite of passage in that, like, we're becoming adults and, you know, we should, like, watch this movie. So we watched it and I immediately fell in love with it um, to where it's one of my favorite movies. I don't talk about it a lot because, again, I've probably only seen it three, four times in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, as I've become a, a huge Kubrick fan um, yeah. recently, especially through the podcast, in that we've watched The Shining, we've watched uh, 2001, which I want to like go back and rewatch now because I feel like I'm going to like it even more mm-hmm. just from just like reading and experiencing. And also just from this, it just... It's all the right beats and the right moments by, by being so wrong. Um, and having the, the tone and the just, it's so hard to like verbalize because so much of the movie is hard to understand. <laughs> also, uh, verbally, you know, it's this, not dystopian, but this near future shocking system that feels eminent, but still far out. So when you see things happen, you know, trying to understand, number one, they're British, so it's hard to understand. It's not hard to understand. Yeah, it's not hard to understand. You give me a 25 question test about what, actually was being said for 25 lines of this movie and I'd probably get a D plus at best. Okay, well, that's because a lot of it was Slavic, Russian, mixed with Cockney, Cockney. rhyming slang, which is not the easiest thing, but my family is... I took a Cockney co- cloud, want. <laughs> I'm sorry, are you deaf? I'm a deaf Jamaican man trying to do a Cockney impression while having his balls squeezed. <laughs> Oh, man, you are... Yeah, I'm the worst. Um, you are terrible at impressions. Um, yeah, so it's not all just, like, English and Cockney. But, yeah, they have accents, but it's not difficult to understand them. I didn't understand some of the words that they used. That, that's what... I wasn't talking about accents. I was talking about, but like, the... the it's not because they were the British. It, the well, it the words help. were Russian <laughs> that they were using. That's not there. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> yes, that is not what you meant. Um, but like you said, it's it's a movie you appreciate, but it's a movie that makes almost, you uncomfortable. 
Yes, because you have to feel uncomfortable in it. Like, yeah. it's the whole point of it because you don't know who to, what to believe in and what to root for. There is not a single redeeming quality or character almost in anybody, I feel like, yeah. in this whole thing. Um, your main character is a vile, untrustworthy narrator who rapes and murders and pillages and lies and beats and, beats and you're still you're still expected to feel sympathy for and you still almost do well yeah because the one thing that he loved and appreciated was then turned against him in this classical music and it but he fucking deserves it no a hundred percent but it and Put then you, you in his mindset almost a little too well. And then you see the one person who is, you know, you could possibly have some kind of sympathy or some mm-hmm. kind of uh, connection to, and that guy ends up being, like, the almost the biggest weirdo creep oddball of all of them because of what happened to him. Um, it's, it's just perfect. No, it's not perfect. It's... Like, watching it, again, like, now having, like, a reviewer block on and, like, trying to pinpoint things to discuss negatively. Um, there are a couple stretches where it does get a little dry and boring and... Like, I feel a bit... A little... Not even narrative, but, like, the early prison stuff, like, I, I feel like you could have shrunk that up a little bit. I feel like you could have shrunk up, um... Or something else I was going to say. You could have truncated that, and you could have truncated, um, what was the other thing I was going to truncate? I, I remembered on Friday. That's the, I mean, him going to prison for the first time, or him, like, being in prison and, you know, trying to learn. It's all about the buildup. It's about building the suspense into, like, what is going to happen. Right. But you could have gotten there quicker. You, you could have cut you 15 minutes out, and you know, I think like, it would have been fine. But again, that's nitpicking, really. Um, how was it to watch for you? Like, in terms of just... You know, I... This is definitely more so my movie than it is you. Like, I know you were dreading watching it. Only, only because I knew it would make me so uncomfortable. Um... I mean, it's an uncomfortable movie. It's an uncomfortable topic, and it's hard to watch. And I think a lot of that has to do with, like you were saying before, how it seems as though our society is moving towards this derelict society that kind of exists now. Excuse me, in this movie. um, Where... You know, the, the, these kids can just run amok and, and everyone does it. And, you know, they sexualize women to such an extent that at the milk bar, you know, milk comes out their tits, like, of the statues, you know? And I'm sure that that exists somewhere in real life. Oh, yeah, you best believe those, those like, some rich asshole bought those props and uses them at their parties. Like, oh, these yeah, the, uh, are yeah. the, the milk titty things from yeah. Clockwork Orange. Yeah, but... He, he, that's not okay, but it seems to be okay in the context of this movie, which it's supposed to be, 
because that's what this movie's trying to say is not okay. Um, so it's just, it's hard to watch, you know? Like, the sexual assaults are, are difficult, and... Uh, yeah, there's... You know, there it, it's really just a lot. And the, how long is this movie? Two hours and, like, ten minutes. A lot minutes. happens in that two hours and ten minutes. It's 137 minutes, but... Yeah. That's, you know, title sequences and yeah. credits so and it's, stuff. Yeah, it's, so it's, a lot happens in that time, and it's hard to digest, but, um, you know, I think that the the character development is really, really well done. Um, it you, is. You get to know this character and his relationship to, like, his parents and the principal and the, the guards and the friends. The principal is more so his, uh, his parole officer. Or parole officer. Yeah. What, who, I don't know. I fucking weird guy. We'll get to him later. Oh, yeah, we will. Um, you know, and, and then it comes back around to the people from the beginning, the husband from the beginning, and it just kind of builds, like, these layers upon layers, and I, I have never read the novel. I'm I think intimidated I, by re- about reading the novel. I think I bought it. Yeah, and it, yeah, we own it. It's, I think I, yeah, I think we have it, and it's just something I just haven't, again, Yeah, like, I, I, I want to read it's it. Supposedly, it's supposedly a pretty fair... Fairly accurate yeah, adaptation, which is why I'm kind of hesitant to. to See, I could read I could read it much probably easier than I could watching no. it because watching it like you know like you see the people going through it and it's just so grimy and filthy yeah. and you know for lack of a better word like ultra violent, you know yeah. that. It's easier to like have my imagine like I'd rather have my imag- I trust my imagination, you more know what I mean? So than what yeah, that more so yeah. than the actual visions and the, and knowing the experiences that people went through. Yeah. Um. But just as a like beyond that, just as a film, fuck this thing looks amazing. Yeah, it really it's, it does. looks it, like it, like movies don't get fucking shot like this anymore. Just so many iconic images like mm-hmm. just whether it's him just sitting there you know with a glass of milk in his hand looking like the fucking devil yeah, or the them in the uh in the nighttime with the lights you know they're basically shadows over the man or him with his eyes oh god it's so hard to fucking watch just you know eyes being basically like permanently Hold yeah. open, and then like the whole thing is set to classical music, beautiful classical, beautiful music. classical music, and also the ultra violence theme, which you know is used throughout the film flawlessly. Yeah. Um, I, I full blown just have that song. I've had that song like on like a mix CD or my iPod now, like for my entire life, and like I don't know why. Like it's not something I'm just gonna like. Like, oh, good, this is, oh, the ultra-violence thing from Clockwork Orange is on. Yeah. Rad, you know, like, yeah. I'm going to go work out. No, <laughs> like, that's, that's not going to be kind of thing, but, like, it's just an appreciation type thing where, like, yeah. it deserves to be, you know, something that can be listened to because it just puts you in this this mood. It just sets this t- tone and it, it immediately makes you think and feel these emotions and it just, it's almost kind of like making you alive, um. Yeah, it just. Is there anything, anything, non, morally, <laughs> that uh, you dislike about the film? Aside from the acting, some of the acting. There's some. There's some really. 
we'll get into it. It's there's a lot of fucking. I didn't really like how many fucking people were really in this fucking yeah, movie. Yeah, a lot of people. It's a like big ass fucking weird cast. Um, but yeah, there's definitely some odd choices, and some of them pay off, and it works because it's fucking Clockwork Orange, and some of them don't, and it's just like, what the what the fuck are you? Yeah. Um. Is there anything more so that you? specifically really really like like a favorite scene or a favorite uh i think that i'm gonna regard this movie kind of like how i regard gone girl where like i can't tell you if i like it or not and i can't tell you like what my favorite scene is just because it's so intense for Mm -hmm. me watching it um that i really don't think i can pick that out like, it to is be quite hard. honest. As soon as I asked it, I was like, well, you know, the singing in the rain scene, I'm like, how can you say that's like your favorite right. scene? Like, right, exactly. It's, it's sets you up for everything you're getting into. Yeah. And really there's no way to do this movie and to have it be as effective without it. Um, and it's the perfect song choice. I read a story that apparently there was some party Malcolm McDowell was at, and Gene Kelly, like, like left the party when he saw that Malcolm McDowell's there because he just refused to talk to him because you you fucking ruined singing in the rain forever. Yeah. Um. But no other like you couldn't do any other song than singing in the rain. And you like, could not do something. Yeah, like it's well, it was the thing. Like originally it was without anything. Like imagine if it's just them doing it. That's even worse. Yeah. Um, well, I don't even know if it is. Like, it's worse for a viewing audience because then you're blurring a line between are you really watching something that's fiction? So I get doing that, but at the same time, it's more sinister, and it's and it's. I mean, he's a sociopath. Like that's the whole point. Yeah. No, I know. I know. I know. Um, but yeah, it's 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 hard to say that. Right. Is... But that's a great scene, but it's hard to say that, like, oh, that's my favorite scene. Yeah. I mean, the whole scene where they pull his eyes open well, and course. he starts screaming. Being like, shown that's so Nazi painful. things over Beethoven and these It's so brutal... painful to watch, but yeah. it's a, a great scene. And then I love scene. the scene afterwards, the, you know, the, the af- like, showing that he is cured by getting beat up and licking a boot and not being yeah. able to touch this beautiful naked woman, you yeah. know, that kind of stuff. Um, the, it's funny that the after effects stuff, like him going back in society to me is almost just as hard to watch, even though just cause it's like tragic because you, you have people that are kind of almost unaffected. Like I'd say the most innocent person would be like his mother, even though like she raised this person who now like, it's really necessarily her fault. The dad's a complete dolt. Okay. The, but then now this gets into the argument of nature versus nurture. Sure, 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 sure. What leads to sociopath? Like, you know, people would argue sociopaths are born that way. Some people would argue that it's their upbringing. But I don't think that you could say that they're innocent necessarily. But it is also a sign of the times. It's it's definitely a sign of the times that that's the, the world he grew up in. He had to adapt to it. Yeah, well, what what I was getting at, I, mean, I think you're right, but what I was getting at was that um, you have, like, the scene where he goes back to his parents' house, and, like, it's this really long, drawn-out scene of, like, why he can't be there, and this fucking guy this that's squatting in his house, that fucking guy. That fucking guy. 
Um, what was his name? Joe, I think. The Joe. Joe Schmo. Yeah. Um, Get the fuck out my house. Uh, well, what you want, like, you know, like that whole scene is like, like long in the tooth. I feel like on purpose to show how tragic and serious the situation is. Yeah. And then he gets like gangbanged by these hobos, and then his friends are cops, and they do what they do to him. Hashtag All Lives Matter. <laughs> Did I use that in the right way? No, I don't think so. As long as you're doing it this week and not next week, you're fine. Um. <laughs> See, and I, like I said, I don't really get it because I'm not sure what this movie's about. You, I don't want to make assumptions. It's fine. Yeah, don't don't never make assumptions. Assumptions what? I don't know. It's just a really like bright red light just then. Oh yeah, it's just cars going through the neighborhood. It happens a lot. Um, I don't really pay attention. So that stuff is almost just as hard to swallow as yeah the exactly I do I do also like the scene um, the spaghetti scene first of all they just look like a delicious plate of spaghetti um, <laughs> uh, but you know just there's all these factors of this you know Alex just thinks you know he's just telling his story and the guy's just fucking shaking and brimming with all this stuff he just wants to have happen and the reporters are this added Oh, there's just so many good scenes like that that are yeah awesome. And then there's so much, like, weirdness, too. You know, it is the fucking 60s, so there's all this, like, fucking art, art dicks. <laughs> there's art dicks everywhere. There's real dicks everywhere. If I never had seen Malcolm McDowell's fucking pubic hair and testicles ever again, that'll be a good Why? fucking thing. There's, a little... There's nothing wrong with it. But what? But you'll see a movie with lots of titties? I so let's talk about... I don't have an answer. <laughs> yeah, why? Why? Because you want to talk about the sexual harassment and the objectification of women? Huh? How come it's not okay for a man to walk around with his dick out, but it's okay for these women to walk around with their boobs hanging out? It's totally out? fine for everyone to walk around like that. Just don't expect me to be, be fucking cool with it, all right? Don't be... Putting it up all in my okay, so, fucking Okay, so, movie. so the next movie that we watch in there is Topless Women in it. You're going to close your eyes? I didn't, I didn't close my eyes when his dick was out. I just was like, man, can this scene hurry up, please? So you're going to say the same thing when there's Topless Women? No. It's Why? Because I've been conditioned and trained my whole life to enjoy that. But... It's not saying that you have to enjoy it. It's just saying that saying, it's I'm there. It. It There's nothing make wrong me, with it. It doesn't make me uncomfortable. It doesn't make you uncomfortable? No. Okay, so let's put the scene with his dick out on for the rest of this podcast. It's, 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 like, it's just looking at another dick, man. <laughs> okay. You think I like looking at another pair of boobs? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just very different. Like, it's... Like, to me, the female and male locker room, oh, now we're really getting into it, uh, like, atmosphere, like, I know those locker rooms exist with guys where it's just like, well, I've been in that locker room, where it's like, you walk into, like, a fucking, I just got a fucking nice massage and I'm calm, and there's the fattest fucking guy in the world just sitting there, putting his clothes back on. It's like, dude, like, there's a door right there. Like, you can just open it. If you're cool with yourself, awesome. Doesn't mean I want to have to fucking experience it and see it. I know that locker rooms for men are like that. I just was never a part of that experience. Um, whereas I feel like women, like, have all more so been like that. Like, 
Women aren't ashamed. Some women aren't. Some women are. Some women aren't. It really depends on your upbringing again. If you're ashamed of your body, if you're not. True. If you're, you know, you know, not comfortable taking your clothes off in front of other people, if you are. But it should always be your choice. And that's what I'm going to say on the matter. There you go. No means no, motherfuckers. There you go. Hashtag. Um, all of it. Just <laughs> everything that's going everything. on right now. Just all of it. Um, the other thing that, like, makes this movie hard is, like, knowing, like, getting into Kubrick like I have been and, like, yeah. researching, like, he's fucking meticulous. So, like, Super they meticulous. shot some of this stuff dozens of times. And it's just, To you think know, of that is, to, is Yeah, hard. to think of, like, you know, it's like, hey, man, like, I'm sure we got it. Check the gate. Yeah. Like, I'm sure you have it, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's just, it's just rough to, to think about that on, on that level as well. Um... Because, like you said, this is, like, this movie was made in, like, the 60s, and I'm sure that there weren't a lot of the provisions that there are now. Excuse me. Well, this movie, you know, controversy out the ass, banned in England, I think. Yeah. But how, how it wasn't banned in, banned everywhere. It's just, you couldn't make this movie today. You couldn't. You couldn't. You just couldn't do it. Nope. Um, and I think that's a bad thing for a certain extent. Like, this movie is pertinent. This movie has has its message, message and it has a purpose. The original concept in the story has a fucking purpose. I think, I think that the thing is, like, it's a movie, and people have to remember that. Like, it's based off of a novel, sure, but it's not historical fiction. It's not based off of something... Yet. Yet, exactly. But I think that that's the problem. I think that's why you can make it today. Can you Because it's too close to what our society is like today in some places. Can you imagine the fucking shitstorm if the, like, a Ludovico technique actually fucking existed? And they did it, and, like, people were released back into the world. Number one, just out, just out of the fucking gate. And then number two, if anything goes wrong with it. Or, like, if they it's relax. fair to give people these second chances, and yeah. why are we not using medicine? Like, can you But they fucking... still have arguments like that. Not just with Lu- Ludovico. How do you say it? Ludovico. Whatever that is, treatments. Like, they have it. Like, I mean, that's a lot of the argument f- for a lot of, like, these therapists who work in prisons and work with mm-hmm. prisoners and do put them through rehab. A lot of things, you know, some of them are sociopaths and you can't cure a sociopath. Like, you can't. A lot of people have these, these, I guess, illnesses, if you will, that you can't cure. And you can't, you can't fix them. But right. people think that you can. And I th- so I don't think it's far off in that sense. It's a different technique, maybe, but they do things like group therapy in prison. Well, no, what and, I meant was like legitimately, kind of like science has found a way okay. to do it. To it's what? still cure to, somebody, or yes. to, I mean, but they have hypoversion therapy. They have aversion therapies to to 
to, you know, make you not scared of aluminum foil anymore. I don't know. Wasn't there, like, a Mori of that? Or Jerry Springer? And, like, they, like, wrapped them up in aluminum foil? I was with you, and Something? then, like, I, I was like, uh-huh, yeah. And I was like, wait a second. What the fuck she just said? No, like, there was, like, one of those <laughs> No, it's shows. the kind of thing where it's like, uh, stare at this picture of this hippopotamus, and yeah, you, yeah. Won't, you won't be scared of making left turns anymore or something. Yeah. No, and, and there's a big thing where if it's something that you fear... Like, to throw you in it. So I'm I know, sure that yeah. the opposite can well, be Batman. true, too. Like, that's why Batman is a thing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But yeah, I'm yeah. sure that the opposite is true, too. That, like, you know, like, you really love this thing, and then you start to associate it with these negative things, with sure. this pain. That's how they break people of habits now, like, psychologically in a lot of things. So... It's not like it's such a far-reaching no, and, science kind of thing. It could totally happen. And it also, happen. like, they cover, like, you know, the, like, you know, the, uh, what's his name? Alexander, or not Alexander, uh, the writer guy. Anthony Burgess? No. Oh, the, the other, writer, oh, yeah. I thought you meant, like, the writer of, like, the novel. <sighs> yeah? Fuck. No, the guy, that, the wheelchair guy. Yeah. You know, is, like, on the phone, like, how we can use him for this cause because, like, there's already two sides battling on if this is good or if this is bad. And then when it's found out that it caused him to try to kill himself, you know, each side is already clamoring and fighting and the press is all about yeah. it. Like, this was in the fucking 60s. Like, imagine it now. It would be so fucking bad. It, it's, yeah. it's just crazy to think about. Um... Well, let's get into MVP and LVP, because we we're approaching, I think, like 40 minutes already. Oh, boy. Um, so, MVP, I think it's pretty obvious that it's Malcolm McDowell. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I this mean... This movie would not be the same if it was someone else. But he was so iconic. That he hasn't he, done much of anything else. No. How can you, really? Like, honestly, how can you? And it's not like this is, like... You know, they say, oh, how can you do something after you do this big film role? Like, I mean, he's had like, a fucking 50-year career, but just, like, he's Alex the Large. Like, there's... Right. Like, like you you can't picture him as anyone else. No. Just like you're never going to be able to picture, like, uh, Daniel Radcliffe as anyone other than Harry Potter and, and stuff like that. Like, sometimes you do something that's so iconic and so... And it just stays with people. And it's also just perfect for you. Yeah. You know, he, yeah. He has this... This just a, just charismatic, mm-hmm. charismatic, like like evil kind of. He's he's so innocent looking, and then just at the snap can just have a turn of the head or a smile, and he's just the most evil fucking person. Or he cannot change anything, and he still seems ominous and fucking, you know. I mean, I think that the perfect thing is just the opening scene where he's staring. Straight at the camera, and his eyes are just big, and you could kind of see the mischief and like the evil in them, mm-hmm. but they're perfectly clear. And mm-hmm. and even know. later on, like you know, when uh, the the professor or the doctor, or whatever, is you know convincing him that they're going to take care of him and stuff, and it's obvious that he's been cured all right, and he's going to go back to his devilish ways. He just has this, like, fucking smug, evil mm-hmm. way about him, but it's so goddamn charismatic, and he's so expressive that, again, like, you're not rooting for him, but, like, you want to see more of what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it's part of his, like, it would be very easy, um, not to use a wrestling phrase, but, like, go away heat in terms of, like, ugh, not this guy. Like, no thank you. 
But no, he just invites it and brings it on in. Um, so yeah, he's undoubtedly the MVP. Yes. There's without question. It's a fucking travesty. He wasn't even nominated for an Academy Award um, for this movie. Um, it's one of the most iconic performances of anything ever. Um, a, a, a amazing, pure villain, yeah. but also a pure anti-hero. Yeah. It, it, it's incredibly difficult to do. Um, other good other performances. Um, I really liked uh, the writer. Like I said, like, that guy was just so yeah, he was... fucking expressive and out there in the second half of his, you know, yeah. just basically him seizing and just like, uh, there's that pan shot of him like listening to Alex freaking out and like his eyes are almost rolling in the back of his head and he's just like, like that's almost just as evil as anything else, mm-hmm. you know, on a totally different level. Yeah. Um, so that guy was dope. Um, I'm trying to think who else. I liked all the droogs. You know, Dim, Dim, I wish Dim was like a young Philip Seymour Hoffman to me. Like I saw it like Boogie Nights, Philip Seymour Hoffman in him. Um, All of them, you know, were fine lackeys turned, you know, uh, uprising. Yeah. uh, Still evil fucks, you know. Again, I I love the, the... the meaning behind they're now the the law and order mm-hmm. and look what they're fucking off doing and look what look what they came from yeah. just because they came of age it's time for you to go out there and get a job um so they were all good um i think that's all i have for like positive really i mean like the parents were fine like there there's not a lot of like of like great there's plenty of small bit parts mm-hmm. that make up you know i i liked uh i like the uh, the the preacher or yeah he was like the the prison preacher yeah like the only person in that in the the testing that's like this is wrong and like what are we doing to him that kind of thing I like that guy um you know it's funny um so uh, the writer his like bodyguard like that jacked homoerotic dude mm-hmm. um you know who that guy was. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's David Prowse. He's the guy that's in the Darth Vader outfit. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's Darth Vader, technically. That's funny. Yeah. Um, looking Christopher Reeve-looking motherfucker. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of, like, OVP nominees that are weird, and you're going to have to look them up because my phone is dead. Okay. Um, I have two main ones, and then we can discuss other... Well, I guess three, because you brought up fucking Joe... Um, but I think that's more so like a character LVP thing. It's like, who's this guy? You know, what, what was he? He was working on projects or something? Like, it was really yeah. kind of... And he's there for the parent. I don't know, man. He also, like, didn't speak in, like, any kind of code or weird. He was just, like, a normal dude. It's like, hey, look what you're doing to your parents. Joe the Lodger. Joe the Lodger. Yeah, he's up there. But my two that I disliked the most were... Um... The parole officer, Delt. Uh, what was his name P. like? P. R. Deltoid. Deltoid. Yeah, I thought his name was Aubrey Deltoid. Aubrey Morris. That guy was too weird and off. So like he's in his ha- so like the first time we see him, he's in the house when like Alex is playing hooky, and he's just got like this like 
smile about him that's so off-putting. Yeah. And he's basically, like, breathing his lines. And then, like, he's laying in bed with him. And then, like, he's happy he gets arrested and he spits in his face. And everything about him in the midst of this movie was unsettling for the reasons of him not being good at his job. Yeah. Um, so he was one. The other one was um, the main, uh, like, I guess, like, not the warden, but the the police officer at the prison. Like the chief the guard? Hit- Hitler dude. The one who, like, escorted him? And yeah, and just kept yelling at him, and then, like, as they were watching the testing yeah, go on. Yeah, he was getting really, like... He's getting, like, aroused, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah, he basically... And he had, like, a fucking Hitler mustache. Okay. Um, I didn't like him, either. He seemed to be, again... There was a right and wrong way to play everything. And that guy just... At too many occasions... On too many occasions that he, like go above that yeah. level to me. Yeah. You know, that whole scene where, like, they're... That was the other thing. Well, I guess that was, like, the prison scenes I was discussing was, like, we didn't need ten minutes of him going to, like... Undressing. Undressing and, and you know, turning those, in all of yeah. his stuff, you know. Yeah. I, I get that's what actually happened. I, look, here's the real thing. There's plenty of places I can go if I want to look at a guy looking at another dude's butthole. All right? Let's be fair. Internet, the way the world is now, you can pay for it if you want. You can get it for free if you want. I ain't need to see it in my movie, especially with my kids in the room. Patreon.com slash Arcade Audio to hear more. Cops and Throbbers. <laughs> Look in my butt for. <laughs> or cuffed. <laughs> both of them are cops. And actually both of them are porn. Oh. Um, so I, those would be my two nominees. Do you have any others? Um, trying to look here and see. The the fucking cat lady was also weird. The cat lady was weird. Um, I'm trying to. Think. Well, she was weird once Alex got involved, but like when she was like calling the authorities after you know they tried the to get in, like when she was acting like a normal person, like talking to the cops, she was fine. But then for whatever reason, she became this like. Craze screaming. Well, because she's being attacked. No, but like I, I know that, but like it was just like. How would you be somebody's coming after you with a phallic symbol, the big huge thing, trying to stick it down your throat? How would you act? College. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm no. kidding. But the key to that is someone was trying to force that on you, not you doing it willingly. Hey, you leave Lenny out of this. I'm gonna have to explain that. <laughs> Lenny was our... Patreon.com slash Arcade Audio no, to Lenny, Lenny was our pet dildo. Our um, pet dildo? Your pet dildo. Well, our meaning... You, Tony, and Rich. No, Tony wouldn't have let that happen in his house. That was much later. That it was, was me, Scott? Rich, and Scott, yeah. Okay. Of course Scott let a dildo in the house. I'm going to let that one slide. Um, <laughs> so many jokes there I can make, but I won't. Um, yeah, I think that um, I think that those are two fairly good nominees. Um, I don't think anyone else was 
in it enough because like you said there's a lot of there's, people there's, there's p- tons of people coming in and out but yeah you know. they, they don't they don't last or they don't come back so it, it's difficult to say whether or not they did a good job um y- you know given that they didn't have that much screen yeah. time i'm gonna really push for deltoid just because also he capped off that weird ass integration scene with grabbing his dick man sexual harassment counts for everyone me too so look me too. Me too. Um, like and like the spitting in his face was just weird. Like that whole scene's probably like my least favorite scene in the movie, just in terms of like it being like an actual like fucking movie scene. Because it's you know look, that ain't, I have a high standard of interrogation scenes. I've watched every episode of Law and Order SVU. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Clockwork Orange ain't got nothing on. Put Finn Tutuola in there Ooh. with Alex the Large, and tell me. I mean, gonna get a fucking confession. I'm not even laying a hand on him. Finn's got to spit in your face. No, you spit in Finn's face, and then you confess because you feel bad. You spit in this guy's face. Yeah. Or if you really want to answer fast, you put Elliot Stabler in there. He'll punch the guy. He would have choked Alex the Large in about fifteen seconds. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because in the in the in the novel, he actually rapes ten year old girls. Okay, now I don't want to read the book. Now no. it's like... You know the girls from, like, the record shop who, like, he takes back to the house? They're like, 10? They're, in the movie, they're supposed to be 10, and he, like, rapes and drugs them. Like, drugs and rapes them. Not consensually has a threesome party, fun, fun, fun with them. It's also because another thing that, like, is a mind fuck is Malcolm McDowell is blatantly older, but he's supposed to be, like, a high school kid. Yeah, so in it's the just, novel, they're spo- he's supposed to be 14. Yeah. Or 12 and 14. And in this, I think he's supposed to be like, there's like 16. 15, 16, yeah. 18, yeah. something like that, yeah. So and he was actually like in his early 20s, I think. Late 20s. Late 20s, yeah. Yeah, so. so. It's, that, that whole scene, like that whole. Yeah, it, it's, there's a lot of layers. It's also fun. There's to, a lot it's of It's also layers. fun to see a uh, blatantly fast-forwarded, like 30-minute sex scene where they're having to awkwardly lay with one, one another where they're not doing anything because they can't, you know, actually fuck or show insertion. Um, I'm sure that they could fuck. They just couldn't put the insertion in the movie. Yeah, but then they, then you have to, like, go around it, you know. This is before, like, Cinemax porn was a thing where, you know, you don't know. What am I saying? <laughs> you didn't grow up with Cinemax porn like I did. Um Let's name an an LVP, please. <laughs> I said Deltoid is good. Well, I need the. I need His the... name is Aubrey Morris. A U B R E Y. I just sometimes there's no E Y. Sometimes just Y. Um, Aubrey Morris, cool. What else on a Clockwork Orange? He was also in My Girl too. No. <laughs> One hell of a resume. That no, man I mean has. several other things, but that was the one that stuck out. Um, nah, I think we covered it. I think we talked a lot about this. It's relevant, even though this was made in 1971. This was made, what, 30, 46 years ago? Yeah. This was made 46 years ago, and it still has some, you know, overture today. We talked about those themes, the acting. We talked about the music and, mm-hmm. and how it makes it even more creepy and... and Mind fuck and everything, so I think we covered a lot of the bases here. Yeah, it's 
it stays with you. I've been thinking about it ever since we watched it, just because of again the world and yeah, especially in light of all the things that have happened on social media the last you know day, two days. Um, Not even that, just the fucking news. Everything. Just everything. The world right now is is just really fucking weird and <laughs> becoming ultra violent. Yeah, in every way, shape, or form, verbally and emotionally and physically and. God. So the fact that you can watch this and, like, it kind of puts things in perspective, like, what the fuck does that say? I think that that's how we gotta close this. Yeah. One thing, though, I do want to, I know we haven't done dedications in a while on mm-hmm. this podcast, I would like to dedicate this podcast to someone who, uh, I don't know if she listens to this show, she should, and she should also buy a pair of pants, uh, Sammy Turetsky. This is her favorite movie. Uh, so, I just wanted to dedicate this to her. I was thinking about her because they banned the sale of, uh, puppies from puppy mills in the whole state of California, mm-hmm. which is a really big deal and something that she's passionate about, she fights for. Um. I have no idea who that is, so. I forgot the gimmick that I, like, ignore her at every turn. Okay, fair, fair. So, whoever that girl is, this one's fair for point. you. Okay. <laughs> Put some pants on. Score time. And just to explain that a little bit, she wears shorts. She just doesn't wear full-length pants. I think I had to just preface that. People are going to look up Sammy Trasky and be like, oh, she doesn't wear any pants. Let me get at that. You if you listen to 53 fucking minutes of a Clockwork Orange podcast and that's what you got out of the show, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Let me look up this girl with no pants. Um, um, I'm going to... Who scores it first, me? You drew it, so you scored first, yes. I'm going to give this movie an eight and a half. Eight and a half, okay. Yeah, because I just, you know, some parts are just, I couldn't, I had to look away. Yeah, I mean, it's a ten for me. It's, 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 okay. I think one of the best movies ever made. Um, it's I think a 9.75. beautiful and yeah. disgusting. Disgusting. It's not a nine point seven five. It'd be a nine point uh, two five, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Eighteen and a half divided by two is nine point two five. Nine point two five. Thank you very much. Um, You're such a douchebag. Kind of, very much so. Um, just we didn't even really get into language. Just I think it won't, like after I watched this as a shitty sixteen year old, I called sex the old in out and out. Which is terrible. Um, I'm not even going to comment on it because it's going to be embarrassing for I was you. 16, I wanna... okay? And when did you lose your virginity? 17. What? Mm-hmm. I, I didn't lose it before this. This movie helped me. That's the worst thing to brag about ever. <laughs> <laughs> How did you lose your virginity? Well, I watched Clockwork Orange. Um, okay, let's... Uh, I get to draw a movie out of the Yay! box. What are you hoping for, please? Something light? I want, like, fucking the dumbest fucking thing imaginable. Midgets with just fucking mask. rainbows and sunshine. and Midgets versus mascots. Ugh, Draw it out the box. Something just fucking halfway fucking happy. Nope. Not it. God damn it. <laughs> Another old ass fucking movie. Um, I think I know this movie. I've never seen it before. Um, I had to find it upstairs. I know it's in a collection. I think it's a James Dean movie, East of Eden. Uh-huh. It's, it's James Dean, right? Uh-huh. 
Um, yeah, I got it for cheap with Rebel Without a Cause. Because I wanted Rebel Without a Cause. It's like, well, I guess I have to buy something fucking else with it because I don't sell Rebel Without a Cause by itself. Um, I've never seen this movie. I've either. never fucking seen this movie either. So we got another old It's a 1955 one, right? With James Dean, yeah. Yeah, no, I don't know what other East of Eden I would have bought. They had, did a remake, I think. I think you're thinking of there's this weird 90s comedy with uh, Rosie O'Donnell and S&M gear. No, I think that's what you're thinking no, of. Definitely not I think that's what you're thinking of, you pervert. <laughs> you're the one who watched Cinemax porn. You look, I think that movie was probably on before <laughs> Cinemax porn with Rosie O'Donnell and like fucking assless chaps. Um, what is your expectation score for East of Eden? I'm going to give it a s- 7. Okay. Um, I was going to go a little a little lower. I was going to go six and a half just because I don't know what to expect out of... Yeah, I really don't know. I, this, this, is a, this is a total crapshoot to me. Um, but yeah, East of Eden coming up. That's what I like about the podcast. You just buy shit. You never know what's going to come out of the box. And now we got to fucking watch it. It's going to be like fucking 500 minutes probably. It's just James Dean just fucking mugging for two hours. I'm okay with it. 118 minutes. Okay. That's it's a two-hour movie. So it'll be fine. But the thing, like, movies back then, that's, like, legitimately how long it is. You ain't getting seven minutes of credits. Because yeah. the credits are, like, 30 seconds in the front and then just the end at the end of the movie. So it is it is a legit 118 minutes. But that's going to be at least two weeks away because we have Get Out coming up. Uh, we'll probably watch it sometime yeah. this week. No, no. Yeah. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. I got I to get edited enough before next Thursday. <laughs> Can't we push it back to, like, actually on Tuesday, which is Halloween? No, we got to schedule. We got people Let's to... Let's watch it on Halloween. No, we're going to be... We're going to be trick-or-treating with the babies on Halloween. Fine. If you don't want to get out, we don't have to watch it. We'll just we're skip watch, it. We're watching it this week. Nice try. <laughs> or we'll watch it... I'd like to also, like, get, uh... Get out? Get... <laughs> dude, seriously, I can't say anything after the word get now. Get? I, I would like to get, get it, boy. I'd like to get ahead with things in the bank again, if we can, in terms of uh, recording. I farted. So, I'm glad you're listening to me. Oh, you want to get ahead? Okay. <laughs> You want to delay? What's the matter with you? <laughs> I'm very tired. Me too. We're done. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Married of Movies. We encourage you as always. Check us out. ArcadeAudio.net for this podcast and all the other ones. Inner network of shows. And if you want to pay us, Patreon.com slash ArcadeAudio. Darn right. Um, Please pay us. You can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Google Play. Subscribe. Get your podcast automatically every single Thursday. And also leave us a review in five stars. Helps us out there very, very much. Hit us up on social media, at Mary W. Movies on Twitter. Our biggest fan and friend, Tatiana, uh, was uh, commenting she saw the new Blade Runner movie. She went to the Bone Zone. Uh, hashtag, uh, remember she was saying that um, when we saw Blade Runner with her for the podcast, uh, 80s Harrison Ford she had like a crush on. She said she would take Harrison Ford to Bone Zone. Way to have a fucking memory of our running gags on the podcast. Look, I don't have a memory of anything, and 
I'm just surprised Tatiana would say something like Bone Zone because it just sounds so old fashioned, and she's like twelve. It does sound. It also sounds like the name of a shitty game they'd play on like an early morning like radio show. Welcome to the Bone Zone. Do, 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 do. Um, screech with the hammer. <laughs> uh, can you please? Please get uh, on a radio show and be Screech uh, with the Hammer. That gave you no Screech and the Hammer. Those two <laughs> separate fucking people. All right, this is Screeching on the Hammer. But it's the same person. It's, he's got a personality disorder. Uh, MarriedMovies at gmail dot com. <laughs> Anything else? No, I can't. I can't top that. Screech. Screech and the Hammer. On WX49. <laughs> For Mullet. This is Mullet. Signing out for Merry Movies. We'll catch you next time on the couch. Slash the movies. We'll see you at the video store. What? It's uh, the sign off for Cops and Throbbers. Because Spencer didn't have anything else. We'll just, okay. And we'll, we'll see you at the movie store. But technically should be our sign off. Yeah, because... but they don't. But they don't. Those don't exist really anymore. That's how we got a movie collection like we have because all the blockbusters closed and we bought them. We would be the fifth largest blockbuster in the country if they were still a thing. Yes. That is an accurate statement. We're going to be number one. Yeah, well, we should start charging people. We should make people get movies from us. We need to destroy Netflix. (laughs) Okay, you get right on that. Because then people will have no option other than to go to Mullet and Mullet Incorporated. For all their that is not needs. our name. Why? You're first. But you wouldn't know because it's mullet and mullet, so it could be me and then you. Or it could just belong to your sister. What plane? She would totally be the What plane answer. are you living in right now? I, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Do you even know you're still talking? I fell asleep seven Samantha, it's Friday. What? I fell asleep seven hours ago. Yep. I just had a stroke. This is the drunkest I've ever seen you. (laughs) And that was a great Woody Woodpecker impression. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at ArcadeAudio.net.